Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of Open Doors. We're so glad you could join us. I'm Jacqueline Harper, and I have with me today, Rachel Lozano. Most of you have heard Rachel on several of our other podcasts, but because she is not the interviewer, but the interviewee today, I get to introduce her. Rachel is smart, gorgeous, and fun. <laughs> She's an amazing, amazing person to get to work with. It's such a gift. And I think if I were to put into words one thing that really strikes me about Rachel, you know, she wears many hats. She keeps a lot of things spinning for us here at Heart of the Father. She's the mother of five incredible children, and she probably goes to like 20 soccer practices and games a week when you put all those things together, but she just makes everything look so easy because she cares about things so well, and she cares about people well. And if you are in Rachel's presence, you just feel like you're the most important person in the world. And what a gift that I get to work with someone like Rachel. So you know Rachel through Unbound Ministry. You've had the privilege of working with her or receiving ministry from our part of the Father Unbound team. You know what I'm talking about. So the rest of you who are listening, I hope you get to meet Rachel someday. So Rachel, welcome. And how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for that intro. I'm going to have some like tears over here. That was so sweet. <laughs> no, you're, you're just awesome. Thanks, so tell Jacqueline. us a little bit more about you. Tell us about your family, about what you like to do. Okay. Well, I'm married to the oldest Lozano son, so everyone always recognizes I'm a Lozano, so how do I fit in? I'm a daughter-in-law, and I'm married to Neil and Janet's oldest son, Phil, who is amazing. We have been married for 18 years now. Yeah, 18 years. And like Jacqueline said, we have five kids, so we have four boys and then a little girl, and my oldest is 16, and... Our youngest, Beatrice, is five, and as you can imagine, she's a little spitfire, and they are all amazing kids, and we are a big soccer family, as Jacqueline said. Right now, we have five kids playing soccer, so a lot of practices, a lot of games. That's great. Yeah. Great season. Beautiful soccer season that we're in. So, Rachel, how did you end up a Lozano, and how did you end up finding part of the father? Good question. I was thinking about this on the way over here and wow, it's been a long journey. Like I have been part of Heart of the Father for a really long time, except it feels so short. But when I reflect back how much has changed, how much has happened in my life since I first met the Lozanos, first introduced to Unbound and Heart of the Father. So I'll try to start from the beginning. I actually met my husband, Phil, at Matt and Jen's wedding. We have an awesome story that Jen and I are friends from high school. 
And her and Matt met in college and started dating, eventually married. And that's where I met my husband. And Such a great story. Yeah, I love it. So I get to be sister-in-laws with one of my best friends from high school. So it's awesome. We even live next door to each other. And people are like, how do you do that? Is that, <laughs> are there boundaries? And it works great because we all get so well. So it's such a gift. So that is my first introduction to the Lozanos. Phil and I started dating. And while we were dating was my first introduction to Unbound. And this was before there was even a book, which is so funny to think about that the Lozanos were ministering to people in this way long before there was the book was even written, you know, they were developing Unbound. So I had the privilege before Phil and I were even married of going through the five keys with Neil and Janet, which was amazing. And I think you, Jacqueline, were actually, this was, it wasn't my first time getting Unbound ministry, but it's my first most significant time. It's probably the second time I got ministry. I think the first time was like a warm up, kind of bringing all those things to the surface And I was at a women's retreat and the Lord just really had his finger on my heart. A little bit about about my background is that I grew up in a home where I had never been to church. My parents didn't go to church. I'd never heard the gospel. And, And though my parents try to love me really well, and they still do love me a lot, their marriage was really broken. And so the combination of those things of, you know, broken parents, not having any sort of faith or something, understanding the Lord or something bigger than myself caused a lot of brokenness. And I heard the gospel in high school and gave my life to the Lord. And it was amazing and followed Jesus for my next years through the rest of high school, college, becoming a young adult. But I still had a lot of woundedness that I didn't know how to deal with. I didn't know how to take that past and allow Jesus to heal it. And Unbound, and in particular at this retreat, really allowed me to do that. And I remember the really significant thing for me, and I still think back about this and what a change. And for me, it was one of the things my parents struggled with was showing emotion. They Mm -hmm. just didn't. Um, And that caused a lot of confusion for me. I didn't know how to process emotion. I didn't know what to do with that. And so during this time of Unbound Ministry at the retreat, I was renouncing some things and I I started to have like a physical sensation. I felt like really cold and like I was shaking and it was a women's retreat, but Neil was there. He, he did a talk and was doing some ministry and um, he had me renounce confusion. And as soon as he did, it was like a switch flipped and the shaking stopped and it's like, that was it. It was during wow. that time that that was the key that was just so confused, you know, about my emotions, about how to reconcile my childhood with who I was now and what the Lord wanted for me, what was, what was right, what was mm-hmm. moving forward. And so it was really amazing and significant. I'm telling a really long story of how no, I got to Heart of the Father. It's a great story. <laughs> and I'm just going to interrupt for one minute yeah. and just to highlight how you had given your life to the Lord and you were living for him, but there was this one part of your heart that was so significant, such a an important thing for you, that confusion and how God just orchestrated that moment and how much your life changed because of that healing that you experienced in, in getting free from confusion. So those are the stories that really build faith for our listeners. 
no matter who you are or where you've been, you know, there's always something the Lord wants to do to bring you greater freedom. It's true. So tell us about your journey to heart. Okay, so because- that was the beginning. So I was hooked, right? I was like, this is awesome. I've known the Lord for so many years, but I'd never experienced freedom like that before. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was that was really, it was a moment. Like I can point back to that moment, but I know it's not always like that. And I've since gotten ministry and gotten really set free, but it doesn't feel so pinpoint mm-hmm. like the way that one was. So don't don't feel frustrated or that it didn't work if it's not, there isn't such a pinpoint like mm-hmm. it was for me. So I was hooked. I was not working for Heart of the Father, but I was helping here and there, learned how to minister to people. I'd volunteer at conferences. I remember reading some first drafts of Unbound and helping Neil edit it, which was great. And all this time I was working, Phil and I eventually got married. We had our first son, Jamie. And after I had Jamie, we decided that I was going to stay home. So I I left my job, stayed home with Jamie. And when I was pregnant with our second son, Jude, I was starting to feel like, oh, I I want to do something. Uh, I want to go back to work, but not full time. And I wasn't sure what that was. I wasn't sure. How was that going to work with one son and another one on the way? And during that time, Heart of the Father was growing. And Neil asked me if I wanted to work part-time for Heart of the Father. And I said, yes. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was so providential and worked out so amazing. And that was my entry into Heart of the Father. And I have known Rachel forever, but I didn't know that. So thanks for telling me. <laughs> sure. I love how God just works it out. You know, he has he a plan and then he step into that. That's awesome. So, Rachel, you wear many hats here at Heart of the Father, overseeing teams. You work on special projects on our website, a lot of communication with people, a lot of phone calls. Um, (laughs) But you do um, a good amount of training. And the thing that we are here today to talk about is really you're overseeing both the Heart of the Father Unbound Ministry team, the local Philadelphia team, as well as really keeping tabs on all the teams across the world. So we want to know, we get this question a lot. People get a taste of freedom. They read the book, they get some prayer, they come to a conference, and then they say, I want this in my church. I want this in this ministry that I'm already doing, whether it's prison or working with women. You know, there's a ton of people who reach out to us with the question, how do I start a ministry team? So we want to ask Rachel some of her insights some of the best practices, and just some of the questions that folks have. So Rachel, can you take us through some of the steps? Sure, I'd be happy to. Yes, that's a common question. And especially when someone has come to a conference and received ministry and gotten set free, there is an enthusiasm to see other people get set free in that way. And it's so exciting. And you want to run with that, that the Lord's put that on your heart. So the first thing is to receive ministry for yourself and learn about Unbound. So attend a conference, do the e-course, read Unbound, read all the books, um, Mm -hmm. and really learn about what Unbound is, how it works, and receive for yourself. What does the Lord do for you when you receive Unbound ministry? How are you set free? And that really is the place where the fire is lit when you are set free and you have a story to share that 
I think it's hard for, to help other people catch a vision if you don't have your own testimony or your own story of why. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Just because it sounds like a good idea doesn't really inspire other people. But if you have your own story and your own testimony of how the Lord has used the five keys to set you free, that's going to be really inspiring to other people. So learn about Unbound and get ministry is the first step. Amen. The second step is just believe that God has a plan and that He wants to use you, that if you've received ministry and your life has changed, God wants to use you. And so seek the Lord that you might feel really inspired and excited, but seek the Lord. Is this His will for you? That maybe it is to start a team, but maybe it's just to minister to your friends and family. And it doesn't have to look exactly the same for each one of us, that I really believe that Unbound should be a part of all of our lives and our Christian lives. I use it not just in ministry. I use it in my own walk with the Lord and to help friends, my kids, that just, it's almost like a a way of thinking and seeing. So true. Yeah. So seek the Lord. What, what's he calling you to and how is he calling you to use Unbound ministry? And I know our podcast is about starting an Unbound team, but I love what you said. Maybe there's a little step in between, just start using it with other Mm -hmm. people. And Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly agree. I feel like the Lord always gives me an opportunity, even though I am on a team, but outside of the the prayer ministry days where we, we have sessions planned, I feel like people come to me and or I'm in a conversation with a high school friend or whatever, and there's just this opportunity to maybe even just say, have you ever prayed through forgiving or even just sharing one of the keys with someone? So um, using it is a great way to get ready is, to start a team. Is. So after you believe that God wants to use you, what's next? So get connected. Sometimes we feel like we have to go and blaze the trail all by ourselves. And that might be your case. You might have no one around you and you really have to do it yourself. But if you can seek out other people who are already doing Unbound near you, you can go on our website and we have ministry teams listed. Uh, We also have teams that are doing Unbound that might not be listed. So reach out to me, reach out to Heart of the Father and just ask, are there people, is there one person in my area who's doing Unbound ministry? And so if you can get connected and have some people who can observe you. you. So you've learned a lot, you've received, but I found over and over again, the best way to learn is to just do it mm-hmm. and have someone watch you and give you feedback in a really gentle way. It doesn't have to be very official, but to receive that feedback, to have someone else, an outside person who can observe you to make sure you are following the five keys and doing what, you, what you've been taught to do, mm-hmm. but how does it look in practice? That's great. And I love that you brought up gentle. It's so gentle. That's our heart. It is. It is. That's our heart. I know when Heart of the Father began recently, especially we've gone back and looked at some of our history. And one of the things that if you were to read our how to start a ministry team piece on our website, which you can find after this podcast, I recommend it. We talk a little bit about how Heart of the Father was really born after a 40-day citywide fast, and that there's a really cool story around that. But fasting is something, praying and fasting is something that we do encourage people to do. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I would love to. So 
you know, so you've sought the Lord, you know that He's calling you towards this, you've connected with other people in your area, and now is the time to seek the Lord for moving forward. So that prayer and fasting of what's next so that you are ready and asking the Lord to give maybe more of a vision of what that means for moving forward. What does he have for you? So that as you proceed, you have a goal that you're looking forward to. You have something that the Lord has spoken to you. So the vision, but also just what's the next step? Sometimes that to get that vision, you just have to take the next step. The prayer and fasting is always good. You know, before you start an unbound ministry team, but throughout our lives that we need to have our personal prayer, our personal time with the Lord. We need to fast and lay things down so we can really hear Him. I know there's a lot of teams out there who have different stories about the steps taken, but a lot of times the steps are, you know, going to pastor, or those of us in the Catholic Church, it often involves around going to the bishop. And uh, I just think there's some amazing stories about people who maybe reached a few roadblocks in the process, but that it was in that really seeking the Lord and fasting that some of those roadblocks were moved and things began to take shape. So that gets into pastoral support. So we do recommend everyone who starts an unbound team is under the care of a pastor or has pastoral support. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yes. So you really want the support of your pastor, your bishop, whoever is overseeing that, one, it creates a safety net for you as the team, that when people come to you, that they know that there's someone in authority who's approved this. And I think it also offers freedom for people to come. They feel safer coming to you and it'll open more doors. And as you go through this process, you have guidance. We all need guidance. We all need someone who's speaking into our lives, who's in authority. And kind of like a, a spiritual advisor as you are moving forward, someone that you can go to as you are growing, um, maybe can give you advice, but that just, they approve yeah, that they're on your side. You need someone on your side in the wings who's, mm-hmm. who's calling you on and is going to be there for you. And that's praying for you, you know, seek people who are going to pray for your ministry and, and support you in that way as well. I love that image. It makes me think of. Not exactly, but like a soccer coach. Yeah. He's he's there (laughs) cheering you on. One of the things that, Rachel, you do is I think you do a lot of training, training leaders. I know you spend a lot of time training our local team here. And if anyone has looked at the basic training DVDs, you'll see Rachel there. But tell us a little bit about identifying leaders. Great question. The first thing I always say to people, also for our team, is you identify a leader by, do they want to be a leader? (laughs) You know, that sometimes people feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. It's the next step. But is the Lord calling this person to be a leader? Is it on their heart? Uh, Like everything unbound, we don't want to force something where the Holy Spirit isn't already moving. So is the Holy Spirit moving in this person's heart and they have a desire to lead? So number one. Number two is, are they able to keep things confidential? Do they respond to people in a loving manner? Are they good listeners? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think that we think that these people need to have very powerful spiritual gifts, but it's really someone who's close to the Lord, 
someone with a gentle spirit, someone who's willing to listen to other people and listen to the Lord, a willingness to learn that Mm -hmm. really we say again and again that Unbound, the five keys, we want it to be easy. It's easy, but you have to be willing to learn. And if you aren't willing to learn, then it's not going to go so well for you. So that those would be the things I would look for in a leader. Those are great. And so I have all these pictures in my mind of so many of the team leaders out there and how well you just described them, just this sense of humility and awe at what God can do Mm -hmm. with people, but a a real desire to to make people feel loved and loved well. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that we do try to provide a lot of opportunities for training. We just had one of our first back-in-person conferences in Philadelphia, which was so much fun weeks ago. And it was great. We do a little training before that. And as part of the conference, we also have our training DVDs, the basic and advanced, which I mentioned. And Rachel mentioned our e-courses. And for anyone out there who is interested in getting trained, we do have Freedom in Christ e-course, which is sort of a first step if you haven't been through those teachings or gone to a conference. And then we have a great basic training e-course as well as an advanced course. And we uh, have those listed on our website and they are, our next cohorts will begin in uh, beginning of 2022. So you can find out more details at Heart of the Father. But if the Lord's stirring up your heart to get trained in Unbound, I do highly recommend you looking into the e-courses. So we probably are going to be out of time in a moment, Rach, but I just wanted to say, is there anything else about, you know, say someone is actually ready, they've got some leaders, they're meeting, like how do they just start? What do they do? Well, if your leaders are trained, so you've trained your leaders, you guys are ready to go, you've gotten all your training, you've observed each other, you feel really confident. The next thing is getting people to minister to. (laughs) How do I find these people? And what I recommend and what I've seen a lot of teams do is to host an Unbound conference. And that doesn't mean you have to bring Neil and Janet or Matt to you, but we have the DVDs, which are great. And to use it as a weekly Bible study or Advent is coming up, an Advent group or Lent in the spring, whatever your church or community does and invite people to come and learn about Unbound, go through the DVD series. And as people listen to these teachings, things are going to get stirred up. They are going to want ministry and your team is going to be there to be able to minister to them. So that's a great way to do it. I've also heard people putting notices in their bulletin, offering ministry up front or in another room after a church service. Talk to your pastor, see where there is a need and people will start coming. Man, and you know what's exciting? I have to do a little plug. We have been redoing our Freedom in Christ series that you know should be ready and available really soon. And if you are thinking right now about getting your team to do a Freedom in Christ conference, you're going to have some great, really updated and awesome talk available, both by DVD as well as live, you know, streaming on our website. So check those out as well. And speaking of not missing something, we just want to make sure everybody out there knows in two days, we are having our virtual Unbound Leadership Conference and if you don't know about that yet and you're interested, you can find that on our events page, on our website. We'd love to have you join us. 
There'll be folks from all over the world who are new to Unbound or have been doing Unbound for years. It's a wonderful way to get connected to the Unbound family. So before we close, I'm just going to ask Rachel to, to pray with us for all of you who are, again, getting stirred up about Unbound and whether you're just excited about possibly having a freedom experience like Rachel did, or you've been doing Unbound and you're ready. This is it. You're ready to start a team. We just want to bless you. Well, thanks, Jacqueline. It was great to be here with you. So Lord, I thank you so much for your gift of freedom. I thank you for how you visit your children, how you touch our hearts, and how you are always waiting for us and seeking us and running after us. And Lord, I pray that to anyone who's listening, who's just waiting for the Lord to set them free, I ask, Lord, that you would come to them in a powerful and mighty way and set them free in a way that they never knew that they could be set free, Lord. And I pray for all those people out there who have been set free, have been touched by the Lord in that way, and are now looking to share that freedom with others. I ask that you would bless them as they seek the next steps, that you would give them guidance, wisdom, and understanding, and most of all, what to do next. Lord, we just bless you, and we honor you, and we love you. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Rachel. Thanks to everyone who listened, and we can't wait to spend time with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt, Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20